Welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. We're glad you decided to listen to us today. We have designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. Our goal is to make this show relatable, realistic, and relative. We will bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can apply it practically to your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. It's your host, Bill. I'm joined with Alan, buddy. Ay, ay, ay. What's crackalacking? Uh, thanks for praying for us today. Uh, I needed that. Jeez Louise, man. And you know what? You, you, uh, you drive me nuts. You, <laughs> I said, which, which episode do you want to do today? And you're like, godliness, because you need that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so like, uh, yeah. There's more. so much like, gosh, there's so much going on. And that's not the thing that I should be worried about. Like, right. Uh, I have this ridiculous neighbor that all of a sudden wants to remove my gate opener pole that I have my keypad on for 20 years. Yeah. That he wants to, he wants to take it out just because he feels he's, I don't know, he's inclined, whatever. So anyways, that I do believe, well, when you heard that sermon, right? So this is based off a sermon uh, that my brother's uh, associate pastor, assistant pastor uh, at his church did a sermon on godliness. And one of the things he said was, we are all going to go through trials in our lives. And I'm like, I'm done with them. Like, I'm done. I'm done. Like, all right, you have yeah. it. You have me. Like I submit. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm over it. Like, I just want to be done with the stuff. Uh, and you know, that but comes you don't, up. You don't know what he has prepared for you though. I don't know. So I don't know, man. Maybe preparing you for something. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> like you, no. maybe he's preparing you for something harder. Well, probably. Yeah. I don't. I Absolutely. Don't. Well, I, I've given up trying to believe that I can outthink God. Yeah. Don't try to do that, but <laughs> no. you just gotta, you just gotta take the lessons. Yeah. Right. And you know, in a, in a good intro to godliness is the trials that are in our lives because, you know, I didn't act in a, uh, a, a God. So, so the premises, right. Is, is godliness or being ungodly. And, uh, in addition to that, you have to talk about righteousness, right. Or unrighteousness. And, unrighteousness can lead to ungodly behavior, right? Unrighteousness can righteousness, righteous behavior can lead to godly, uh, godliness in your life. So I was neither this morning. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, and I tell him myself because I'm not going to sit here and pretend like here's, here's the deal. I will say this. I did something right. I called you. I said, I need you to come over, uh, because I know me, And I know, like, I know I don't want to behave in a way that I shouldn't because somebody's pushing my buttons. So I need uh, the word. I hate the worst is accountability. I need somebody to hold me accountable that I won't do something that, and let's not say accountable. I need a mirror of godliness placed in front of me when I start to act ungodly, because then you can look at it and say, yeah, I shouldn't really act that way. It's harder to do on your own. And actually so hard. Four years ago, you could not have called me to be no, that you would buffer. have instigated me. I would have been there with you. Let's let's handle this. Yeah, we can handle this ourselves. Well, it's just, you know, and I laughed. We just when we just walked back in, I laughed because I'm like over a post, right? Like over a four a piece of wood. 
Right. These are the things. These are the things that God knows that if he can put it in front of you, can, can, can make, can refine you. Right. Like if you allow it to be that lesson. Exactly. Yeah. And if you don't spiral downward into a path of, and this is, I'm telling you, man, it's real life. I mean, you can, you can say what you want. People can get on their podcast and, and I'm not, and I'm bashing them too hard. They can get on there and pretend everything's great. Yeah. Uh, everything's wonderful. And, and it is, that's encouragement is a great thing, but sometimes there's a dose of reality that's needed Definitely. to let people know that even godly people can be ungodly. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, that's enough telling on myself. Okay. Uh, it was a great sermon. Uh, a lot of great points, man, from, uh, being godly, a lot of great points. All right. Kick it off, man. You got some stuff. I'm going to find my notes while you do that. Godliness. Um, a godly person aspires to be God-like. Yeah. To be, to be like God, I should say. Yeah. We, we should all be, if we're Christians, we call ourselves Christians. We need to be aspiring to be Christ-like. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And you know, and I will say there was, there were a lot of things I enjoyed about that sermon. Uh, And I'll relate back to that because it was a man of God that was giving the sermon that incited this uh, episode. You know, you, we, we, and, and what was interesting, right? And when you listened to it, did you pick up that we say a lot of those things? Like we, we have talked about a lot of those things yes, on this podcast. Absolutely. Albeit he was very positive. You <laughs> right. know, he did it in a great message in front of a, a church. Right. We sometimes uh, you know, we sometimes put it out there. Yeah. Like and we'll always keep it real. Yeah, for sure. And but I liked when he said on a scale of one to ten, you know, and you know, write it down. Where does your godliness fall? Right. Uh, how, where was your godliness today or Absolutely. this week? Yeah. And when you look at it that way, we've talked about it before the hours in a week, how much time do you spend on God? Right. Uh, and that's, I'll tell you, man, if I could take that sermon and send it to everybody and say, just listen to this, just listen right. and, uh, for, for a Christian. Yeah. Right. It won't mean much to a non-believer. Right. But to a Christian, man, we've said it so many times, man, you can't just go to church. Exactly. You can't just send it, sing a hymn. You can't, you know, there's, there's more to it. There's so much more to it. I've said this before. It's, it's more time consuming in the beginning because you, you, if you're starting new, you don't know anything and you have to build on that. You you have to start building that foundation. But as you go and you draw closer to God and you allow the Holy spirit to guide you. Right. It's not as time consuming. It's not as difficult because you're not trying to figure things out on your own anymore. Yeah. For sure. Allowing the Holy spirit to lead you, guide you, inform you. And that's why I, I don't understand why more preachers are not talking about the Holy Spirit more and trying to encourage more people to get in tune with the Holy Spirit because yeah, life is so much more, it's different for one, but it's, well, especially it's, for the Christian. Yeah. It's not as difficult. Right. I mean, you're not, it's not, I'm not saying it's easy. No, it's not. But <laughs> we won't, we wear ourselves out yeah. trying to, figure things out. Oh man. Okay. Right here is a great example. I was just reading this morning in, um, in, I can't remember Jeremiah. No, I was reading in Jeremiah as well, but we're the walls of Jericho. Uh, it's like Joshua. 
Uh, I'll look it up. I think you're close. I think it's Josh. But anyway, I'll look it up. Here's the premise. You head on. The uh, Joshua told everyone they were going to circle the city once a day for six days. Right. And on the seventh day, they were going to circle yes. seven times. Yep. Yeah, you're well, Joshua. Yeah. Within that week, they weren't supposed to talk. They weren't supposed to say anything for one week. And they obeyed God's direction. They didn't speak. The seventh day, they went around seven times. Yeah, right. right. They shouted. Right. As loud the as the walls could, right. fell. Yeah. They could not have done that if they'd been like, well, you know, it's okay if we have conversations right now. Yeah. Just as long as we don't talk too long or too loud. Yeah. Or whatever, whatever premise they put on it. And they were like, (laughs) what does that sound like, bro? Like a, like a church doctrine. Yeah. They take what God says and they add a few things to it or change it. Exactly. But point being, the walls would not have fallen if it was up to man. Right. Not at all. If the man would have been like, well, yeah, that's what God said. Don't talk for six days. Right. Right. But, you know, it's cool. <clears throat> it's, it's all right. Well, if they would have tried to do it their way, Jericho would still be standing. Yeah. I'm trying to find, I wanted to find that verse. Cause I think it's pretty cool when they, uh, I'm trying to find, the entire thing. And I'm not, I won't spend too much time. Cause you know, when I try to find stuff, I can't find it. It's like, it's like it hides itself. Right. Anyway. So yeah, it's interesting. Like when in, uh, so being godly is, is acting in a way that is benevolent to God. Right. Right. Like it brings honor to God. We talked about, uh, glory, right? Like we talked about God doesn't need us to glorify him. Right. But, but being honoring is meaning that your behavior would mirror in such a way that it would be honoring to God, the way that we act or, or, or the opposite. I mean, it could right. be dishonoring. Um, and godly, I forgot how he said it on the sermon. It was so interesting to me. He said, excuse me, and I don't know. I'll probably get this wrong. Uh, righteousness is sin, right? Is be, is, is action and godliness is behavior. So righteousness would be the actual action or the sin or the lack of sin, right? right? It's us walking away from sin, turning away from sin or sinning. Yeah. Uh, and godliness is the behavior, the, the behavior that we have, not necessarily the action, but the behavior, the way we, the attitude, the attitude towards it. Right. So which is interesting to me because we can control that. We right. can tr- control that 100% our attitude. I could, could, I could have controlled my attitude today. I chose not to. <laughs> right. Well, and sometimes, listen, I'm going to be honest. That's so hard to do sometimes, man. You fall into a trap and, and, and that is sinful. That is not honoring to God to right. behave that way, to do, say the things I say or, or whatever. That's not honoring to God. And you, <laughs> But five years ago, I wouldn't have recognized that. Right. I wouldn't have cared. I wouldn't have let it convict me. I wouldn't have walked back and say, hey, we need to pray about this. Or, right. and you wouldn't have prayed that way specifically five years ago. Right. Uh, we, you know, we, we would have behaved differently. And that behavior, that attitude is not honoring to God. And, and we do, you know, the one thing that he didn't preach about, uh, I think he touched on it. 
is that we will fall. We'll fall flat. We right. definitely will. I told my wife last night uh, when all this thing kicked off with a neighbor, I said, I'm just, I'm just, and it wasn't specifically about him. He doesn't, he doesn't get that much of my time, but as a whole, everything that's going on, I'm like, I'm just tired of bending. Right. Like I'm tired of, I feel like I gained so much ground, man. And I give up so much ground. It's like, where does this end? Right. You know, at some point it has to, it has to level out. You know, you're, you talk about leveling up yesterday and I'm talking about just leveling out. Like, <laughs> right. like just calm down for a minute. Like everybody take a breather, let's yeah. relax. And, and sometimes it's just like, geez, Louise, but, uh, Absolutely. Right, back onto godliness. How do we become godly? Oof. Wow. I would read your Bible. <laughs> Actually, that was my, that was my scripture. Uh, John one, one. Yes. In the yeah. beginning was yeah. the word and the word was with God yeah. and the word was God. So yeah. to be godly, we have to be in our Bible. Yeah. That's good. That's him. Yeah. That's really good. You're right. Yeah. yeah I over there. Okay. There were, I, I wrote down a bunch that I thought, well, we started to talk about this the other day. We, we interjected it into a podcast and then, uh, and then I tried to say, hold on, let's, let's have the godliness episode. And there's so much, uh, here's, here's one. Uh, I read through this. I thought it was really good. Second Peter one verses five through nine, but I actually went through and looked at, uh, yeah, five through nine. And I just, if you'll give me a second to pull it up, cause that's cool. I had all these up yesterday and I didn't, uh, I closed them all out, but this is second Peter five. No, it's not second Peter. What am I talking about? Second Peter one, five through nine. That's what I said. Yeah. All right. So, uh, and besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue and to virtue knowledge. And, and most people know these, this verse It's pretty, it's pretty popular and to knowledge, temperance and to temperance, patience and to patience, godliness and to godliness, brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither, neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. It's, it's interesting, right? It talks about how to get to godliness, the right. things that will uh, perpetuate or propel you to godliness. And then it tells you if you don't, <laughs> right? It says all these things into godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Uh, and, and that's the thing with godliness is like for, for the things when, when I, when I listen to this, it is, it is a choice. It is a choice to be godly or ungodly, ungodly. Like when I originally thought of it, I was like, I was like, well, there, when I heard being godly, I thought about, well, it's all the attributes of God. Like it's all, so it was of God. It wasn't, man could never be godly because it was all of God. Like we'd never be that greatness. We'd never have that. Right. And then, but when you think about it, we always have to look to what we want to be if we want to get there, like we can't, Absolutely. we can't just walk around and go, well, I'm a sinner. So I'm going to say, you know, if you think about that stuff all the time, well, actually right. it's interesting you brought that up because mine, my next scripture was, um, second Corinthians five, 17. Mm-hmm. 
If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. Yeah, that's good. And that's one of my favorites. Oh, absolutely. The, the closer you get to God, the more Christ-like you will become. Yeah. And, and it's not, I mean, you have to be intentional, but it's, I think the important thing for people to realize is we can't do it on our own. We can't, we can't make a list of all the things that will make us <laughs> godly yeah. and then aspire to do that without seeking seeking what God is in the Bible, reading the Bible, you know, because, um, the most struggle there, bro, it is, it it is a struggle, but the thing is, and when you talk about it, you know, all the time about you have to pursue God, you have to be pursuing God 51% of the time. Yep. You know, to be, well, you're absolutely right. You, You have to, you have to pursue God more than the world. Yeah. You know, and yeah. we we can't make the list of how to be godly. We can't try to become that on our own. Yeah, that's a good point. It's only Jesus Christ will. We can't make it fit. Yeah. What we want. And that happens well, a lot, man. It, yeah, absolutely. There's a, peop- a lot of people that do that. But even the people that are insincere and they want to be more godly and they want to be Christ-like, we still can't do it on our own. Christ is the only one that can brother help right. us attain that. <laughs> Listen, you saw my train wreck this morning and that started yesterday. I know. And and it's so easy. You know, my, I hate, I hate, I, not, I don't hate. I, I, and I shouldn't apologize for it either because it's a situation that relates perfectly to the topic we're talking about. So my wife calls me back this morning. She's like, Hey, I'm sorry. I can't, you know, be there while this is going on. I said, yeah, it's just probably good that you're not the less witnesses, the better, you know, (laughs) and I was, and I'm joking around, but it was like, it's like, you know, you, you don't want to behave a certain way because you're trying your hardest. Really. I mean, I'll say this, I diligently work on it and some days it's exhausting. And I don't mean to, I don't mean to sound irreverent, you know, people pick that apart. Oh, he said, you know, trying to, trying to be obedient to God's exhausting. It is exhausting. Yeah. It's very tiring. If we do it on our own power. Exactly. That's my point. When you try to manage the program, (laughs) it manages you. Right. It will, it will shred you to pieces. If you, if, and this is, I've said this for a long time. If you'll relinquish the things that you think you have to do to get in God's grace or his, have his mercy. If you'll just let go of it and submit, then you're not going to, you're not going to fight that battle. That's just going to chew you up and spit you out because you can't manipulate any of that. You can't, there's nothing. I don't care who you are. You listen, take the challenge, (laughs) try for 40 days to not sin. Try for 40 minutes not to sin. Try for 40 seconds in my case. Like if you try to manage the program instead of relinquishing yourself to God to instill godliness in you, it won't happen. And I've I've shared this before. One of of the thoughts that I had in the very beginning before I I came to Christ was I thought that I had to clean myself up Mm -hmm. before I came. I was like, there's no way he will accept me the way that I am. You know, there's no way I can change my life. And then that can be discouraging because you're like, I can't do it on, on my own. So I just, I just won't do it. Well, actually 
that's the perfect place to be in is when you realize you can't do it on your own. Yeah, right. But you have to realize Christ will take you as you are and he will, his power will make you, will give you the ability to clean up your life. Yes. Yeah. But if you try to do it on your own and then come to Christ, you're, it's, it's fruitless. Well, I, you know, I have, I have a say, I used to say this, I don't think I've ever said on the podcast, unrealistic expectations will, will yield realistic results. Every time we set ourselves up to say, I'm not going to do this for seven days. Guess what happens on day three? Exactly. You do it because you're, that's not, you can't manage things that you, that of of God. And I watched, so this morning I haven't been on Instagram in a while and, uh, uh, Cooksey, Anthony Cooksey sent me a thing to put a devotion to put on the website. And then I made a thing for Instagram at like one 30 this morning. Excuse me. Well, anyways, this, this thing comes up in my feed and it's this dude, uh, and I don't remember his name. I probably wouldn't say it anyways. He comes up in my feed, uh, pretty godly content. I mean, I would say, yeah. well, let me, let me back up pretty okay. Christian content. Okay. So he starts, there's all these, I start, I'll start watching his stuff. It's pretty good. He's like, you know, three ways you can be more godly. So he spits these things out on Instagram. (laughs) Right. Right. So then he's like seven ways to uh, fight an addiction to porn. So he, he lists off these seven things and then um, all his reels is just all this content. And I'm thinking realistically, do you think that guy has sin in his life? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So is it unrealistic for somebody to portray that they don't have any struggles, uh, trials, hiccups, whatever you want to call it, whatever you, and I'm not saying he should bear all that out there. I'm just saying it's unrealistic sometimes to think that there's all these steps to manage all these sins that if you follow these steps, you're going to beat your addiction to porn or you're going to beat your, uh, you know, whatever it is. And, and that's sometimes when I look at that, I think, man, originally he got me, he got me, he brought me in with some, you, you said God. And so I paid attention and that's, what's happening. That's what's happening to a lot of people instead of turning to their Bible. And this is my long way around to it. That's what happens to people instead of being in your Bible, reading your Bible and understanding like the story in Joshua and understanding what that, what that means, what that obedience brought forward. It was, what was it? 300 something people took down the walls of, uh, of Jericho and uh, it was less than no, that. Wasn't I don't, it? I don't know the, the number I have to of look people it up. there. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was like, they were such a small number and their army was so great in the walls of Jericho and, and their obedience and the, but anyways, I'll have to read that and, and get back to it. But that's where we should turn. Like that's where we should turn. You can't find godliness on the internet. Exactly. You can't look to another person to find God. And I hate to say it. Churches don't provide godliness. They right. provide boxes to check. Yeah. Well, in, 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 in scripture, that's a box check sermons, check fellowship, check uh, best buffet in town, check <laughs> like there's thing. Well, I'm just saying, I'm not trying to no. be super funny, but, oh. but that's, if you're looking there for all of those things, you have to look to God and God's word is of God. That's where you have to turn. If you want to seek godliness. 
Absolutely. All right. Sorry. No, you brought that up and it, it was actually kind of funny because lists are actually futile when we try to do it on our own in a lot of places. It's so hard. This is why I'm so passionate about people understanding drawing closer to God fixes all these things yeah. because the Holy Spirit yeah. will be guiding you. You don't, whenever yeah. you're like, oh, you know, I'm going to go look at some board right now. The Holy Spirit's like, you, you shouldn't do that. that. <laughs> you know, no. Right. So, that takes the control out of our hands. Yeah. We have a choice to make. Yeah. Are we going to listen to the Holy Spirit or are we going to grieve the Holy Spirit? Yeah. But we, yeah. we don't have to, to check those boxes anymore because the Holy Spirit's helping us along. He's guiding us. And that's why I'm so passionate about people getting in tune with the Holy Spirit and, and everything because there are so many, well, churches, yeah. All yeah. these organizations, they yeah. have, okay, um, five, five ways to draw closer to God, five ways to um, become a more godly person, Yeah, how to do service for God. And then those, those first three or so, they sound pretty good, but then it goes, well, you know, five things to make it pleasing to someone else or, you know, they yeah, have right. all these, right. the list. It's the list is so simple. You don't have to keep checking these boxes. <laughs> We've said it. We could have ended after the third episode yeah. and they would have been 10 minutes long. Absolutely. The list is so simple, right? Draw close to God. Yeah. Get in his word. Draw you, nigh unto him and yep. he will draw nigh unto you. That's right. Absolutely. Yep. And <clears throat> seek and he shall find. Knock right. and I shall be open. Right. <laughs> Right there it is. Yeah. You know, if yeah. when you seek, when you seek God more than you seek other things, um, well, I just don't have the time to do it. That's the Lay whole, something right. aside right. to do it. That's because the whole thing, man. It's that important. Eternity, <laughs> our eternity <laughs> right. is the most important thing that we should be concerned about. Yeah. All this other stuff is, all this other, all these other things are so peripheral yeah. they don't really add up in a hundred years no one will ever know how many hours you worked at yeah. your job no one will ever know what you created what you produced yeah. or whatever yeah. your, your the case may be people will not whatever remember your legacy is right exactly whatever you tied yourself to but when you die God has your name written in the Lamb's book of life yeah. where he does not. Right. And that's the important and, thing. And that is, that is inevitable. It's going to happen. It's you, you're, you can't, there's nothing you can do. There's no amount of money that's going to prevent that from yeah. occurring. It's going to happen. Right. Uh, you know, I, I thought while, while I was listening to this sermon, I thought, you know, uh, because he, he made gosh, tremendous points uh, and we'll probably do an update to it too, because I know I'm going to listen to it again just to get some more information. But yep. I thought about this, man, you and I, you said this the other day. I don't know when, what order these episodes will come out, but you and I talked about this the other day. We are on a different level and that's not, that's not putting us yeah. uh, higher than anybody else. Cause let me tell you something, man, when you start to get on a higher level, there are more 
the fall is further. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it hurts worse. You know, when three years ago, when I was just trying to figure stuff out and just really, you know, striving for this relationship and trying to understand what everything meant, when I fell, it didn't hurt so bad. Now, when I say, you know, I go so far and when I, when I take a step backwards, I feel like I go yeah. to the beginning. Right. Sometimes when I go all the way, it's like, geez, Louise, what happened to me, man? I, I know better. Right. But so here's what I say. You know, have you have you ever like looked around and sold something and had to come up with a value? Have you ever looked at have you if you have ever sold a car or if you've ever done your taxes and donated clothes and you're and it asked like what was the value of of this and or if you sold something on uh marketplace or eBay or whatever the you know Craigslist whatever and you have to you you have a dresser and you're like all right this dresser is worth $600. And then your wife says, no, it's like worth a hundred bucks. Like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> right. But, but seriously, like, have you ever, if you've ever valued something, what is the value? What is the value of God? Like, what is right. that value? What do you value yeah. it as? Because I'll tell you, if somebody were to ask you, you better be able to prove it with your actions. That's a good question. You have to be able to sit down and say, because this morning I didn't show that I valued God very well. Seriously. Right. And and that's the thing, man. If you're a Christian, if you're a Christian and, and, and your behavior doesn't show that your value of God is higher than anything else in your life, then that's what people will see. They right. will see that you undervalue him. Absolutely. And, and he doesn't, he doesn't get what he deserves from you. Right. We all have to do a better job, man. We have to, we have to do, we can't, we can't sit around, man. You know why I blew off Instagram the other day, man. And, and really just kind of cut the fat. I, I should say is because there's so much out there that is a distraction from, exactly. and I, well, and let me, let me back up from Christians Yeah, from Christians, Alan, if you, if you're there and you're, and you're holding events and you're, and you're talking to people about Jesus and you're reading your Bible and you're posting Bible notes and, and verses and, and biblical godly content, and you profess to be a Christian by all accounts, be a Christian. Right. Be a Christian. Sell it 100%. Don't don't undervalue your relationship with God because something else is more important. Right. It just doesn't do anything for the kingdom. You Absolutely. wrote, you wrote some stuff now. I'm sorry. I, I get on these little things, man. That's good. No, you just said that we were on a different level. Um, and I, I just wanted to express that it's not that we are any better or we just see things differently. He's not at all. Yeah. We're, we're actually, we're centers of the worst type still. We always will be till the day we die. But, um, I mean, there are some people out there that are perfect and yeah. they probably don't listen to this, but anyway, it's okay. we're just trying to make the <laughs> it's important. Okay. It's just, it, we just try to make the important thing important. We just try to keep it important in our lives. Yeah. And we, we just want to know more because, well, for one, we have to know what we're talking about because we don't want to mislead anyone. Um, we're just extremely intentional. Listen, I know what I'm talking about, about myself. Yeah. Well, I'm saying as far as I'm when not going to mislead this, anybody about that. When we get into the scriptures and stuff, oh, we yeah, don't want sure. to, yeah. we don't want to say anything wrong, but we can relate to so many people because we came from horrible places yeah. and Jesus still used us. And we just hope to inspire people. We just want to be, we're just perf purposeful. Yeah. You know, when, I agree with that. That's do. a good word. So, man. Yeah. Yeah. You, we've said it before. You can purposely 
do the things of God, put the things of God in front of you, grab after, go after, run after the things of God, or you can purposely not. If you don't do it, don't think you're not doing it on accident. You're doing it on purpose. If you, if you're spending your days and your week and a week gets by and it turns into a month and you haven't picked up your Bible, you did that on purpose. Right. That's not an accident. I'm going to be honest with you right now. Oh, geez. So I was reading and I really started, I got into Jeremiah. Something took me there and I started reading Jeremiah. Yeah. And then such a good book, man. It was time for me to come here and I'm like, I know. I'm sorry, man. I called you. I called you on the, I called you on the emergency. I called you on the bat phone. No, that's cool. I said, Alan, I need com- you. I'm about to do something. Stupid. I'm not complaining. It's just interesting to see that that was my priority right then. You know, I was like, ah, I really want to finish this, you know, so and whatever. That's, it's and cool. that's cool that that's. Yeah. What would your priority have been five years ago? I don't want to know. I mean, yeah, don't say it, but, not but seriously, if you think like so many people are like, I've said this before, man, I can't believe what you're going through and oh man. And this and that, oh, what are you going to do? And I'm like, God gets the glory, man. Yeah. Like it doesn't, you can't, you can't focus on stuff like that. It, it, this is where our, I said this in a podcast, man. If you, if you have to walk by and open your Bible, shame on you. It should be open. It should be open all the time. You right. should be able to walk by and sit down and read something without yeah. even having to take the effort or the time to flip it open to something. Right. It should be, that should be, and I say shame on you as a, as an encouragement. I'll say that I'm not, I'm not bemoaning you or begrudging you. Leave your Bible open, man. Leave it open in the kitchen. Read something while you're cooking. Right. You know, there's so many, you know, you watch all these videos like tips and tricks, like tips and tricks of, of felling a tree or right. tips and tricks of uh, cleaning a drain. Right. Where's the tips and tricks to making your Christianity the number one thing in your life? Exactly. It's so like, we're actually going to come up with that list. We're going to do that list. Because <laughs> we're going to make it a list. Yeah. Did I, Check what, it off. I, uh, yeah, exactly. We're going to make another list. It's <laughs> so hard. Man. No. What did I text you earlier? Oh, where's my phone? Oh, here it is. Yeah. But, yeah. Let me look it up real quick. Well, anyway, I just want to say while you're looking that up, salvation is instant. We all know that. Well, uh, um, it is instant if you don't know that. Yeah. But growth does take time. We yeah. can't automatically assume we're the person we're supposed to be right when we receive our salvation. Some people get it quicker because you, they come from a different place. They're not dragging as much baggage or whatever. Bill and I, we had a bunch of baggage and there's, there are people out there that have baggage and they, they don't believe that they can come to Jesus. I'm telling you, you can come to Jesus. You yeah. don't have to clean yourself up. You can't clean yourself up. And you know, it, it may take a lifetime to become godly or we can spend our time seeking God fervently as possible and it'll happen quicker. You know, it's really up to us. Well, the amount of time that you spend doing it ensures that you will spend less time on the things you shouldn't be doing. Absolutely. And that's the, that's the, that's the meat of it is we, we, we all know we all, everybody, anybody that's listening, anybody that you want to point to this podcast to listen to it uh, or get in touch with us, about the sermon we're talking about, or even go to the forum. If you, if you, if you have an interest or a desire of God as a Christian, or even maybe not as a Christian, not somebody that's turned their life over to Christ yet. Like if you desire that and you're putting the things of God in front of you, I'm here to tell you, God is good. Like there's nothing bad in God. You can't put something good in front of you and put something bad in front of you at the same time and choose wrongly. Like you, you'll, if God's in front of you, he's in front of you. 
the things of God are there. Like that was actually my next note, man. We're on, we're on fire. There is no downside to becoming godly, right? There's no downside to coming to Jesus and establishing that relationship. Yeah. I had this thing. I want to read. Did you find the thing? Yeah. It was about uh, the greatest Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, that's, could, that's what you can study out the the greatest, oh gosh, the best denominations. Right? You can study yep. out the best preachers of old. You can study out the best preachers that you like. You can study out yeah. all these things. They're still men. They yeah. are still men. They're flawed, <laughs> but the greatest teacher, the greatest preacher, the greatest counselor. He's the prince of peace. He's the king of yeah. kings. Yeah. So think of that. If he's the king of kings, he is the teacher of teachers. Oh, right. He is the greatest thing that you have to follow and look to. Who cares about the great preachers and all that stuff? And I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying don't put them above God. And and everybody can get sidetracked. Like, you know, Al and I admit our faults because we want people to relate to the fact that you will not be perfect in your attempt. No, you will not. You, you might for a while. And I'll tell you for, for a couple of weeks, I was like, man, I'm doing really well with some things. My prayer time, my reading, uh, just, I felt like everything. And then I told you yesterday, like, I feel like we just disconnected for a little bit for a couple of days, because I think I truly believe that when you feel like you're, and I say you like me or I, when you feel like you're in control, I think sometimes God will remove a peg and, it, and, and just to let you know, well, I mean, just to pull the human no, aspect into it, you're absolutely that, right. You don't have to yeah. fall on your face. You just have to trip to realize that, uh Oh, yeah. I got to think about what I'm doing here. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes we don't have to break a leg. We just kind of stumble over a root and we're like, Oh, okay. Maybe I should pay more attention while I'm walking. <laughs> exactly. And You know, I feel like sometimes that happens. And then sometimes, I mean, we're just boneheaded enough that, yeah, we need to fall. And I think, I think in, in the, in respect to godliness and we won't, we won't beat it up too much more. You, you, well, you can, you can make excuses. You should not make excuses. Uh, And I know this because I've done it. You can't make excuses about the things that you're going to put in front of you as a substitution for God. You cannot, you cannot say, well, I'm a good enough person or, you know, I, I do, I, I really, I spend a lot of time at church. You know, if you, if you have to make an attempt or a comment about something that validates yourself instead of God, you should be validating God. You, and the things that you bring, and I say this because I spent a lot of time thinking about it. If you sit here and talk about the things that you think you're doing for God, you need to validate God. You need to validate God in your life. You need to sit back and say, God deserves more, more of my time. You know, right when I, and I, what did I say the other day? I I shouldn't have said this. My wife said something and she says, you know, I'm really trying. I said, try harder. (laughs) And then I was like, Oh, you're horrible. That came out. I should not have said it like that. And it, but it was one of those things like that's, that encourages me. It doesn't encourage other people sometimes, but for me, when I say, man, I'm really, I'm really trying here. Like, and then, (laughs) and then I'll say to myself, try harder. Like you're not trying hard enough. Right. Like if you think this is hard, if you think, if you think reading this, we have to be prepared to answer people. We have to be prepared to fight the battle. We have to be prepared to bring people to the kingdom. We can't sit here and go, man, I've done so much today. 
Right. Like that's not enough. And when it is enough, you should give more. <laughs> exactly. But we give more to the things we enjoy for ourselves and not of the kingdom. So, but you think about this and this came to me. If you, if, if a person doesn't intentionally take time to read the Bible and seek that relationship, yeah, they're going to have an eternity of, they're going to have plenty of time. Yeah. But it's not going to be comfortable. No. No. So. Let me, uh, can I read a couple of verses? You do whatever you want. Yeah, cool. You're the boss. So this is in, uh, I'm not the boss. What are you talking about? <laughs> Second Timothy chapter three. Uh, and I'm going to read it and then I'll, and then we'll, then I'll, uh, comment on it. But second Timothy chapter three, starting in verse 12. Uh, do I want to start there? Yeah. Yeah. I'll start there. Um, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou on the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom you have has learned them and that from a child thou hast known the Holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. All right. So let me say this 16 always comes up, right? All scripture is given by inspiration. You can hear people preach on that and they say, you can't change scripture. You can't, you know, this scripture is read the context of this, read the context. This says that you should understand your salvation is in Christ. This is not talking about the Bible as a whole. Right. This is not talking about that. This is talking about if you don't pay attention to doctrine and scripture, he is going to hold you accountable. For, for the ones that preach it to people, to give it to people and use this as a way of leading people to salvation. Right. This, this is what this verse says. It starts here talking about godliness, ever learning, but never coming to the truth. And then talks about the men of God, which is in verse 16, that the men of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You are held accountable for the word of God. You're right. You are held accountable. That's godliness. Yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to give the word of God to people, if you're going to talk about the word of God, nobody knows this. Alan, and I talk about this all the time. We are held accountable. Yeah. We heard more. We are held more accountable than the person that's sitting in their living room reading their Bible because we're talking about the things of God. We're, we're, we're bringing honor to God. We're, we're calling out truth. We're calling out deception. We're calling out things that are godliness, things that are ungodly. You, and you were called to do that because we're held to a higher standard. Right. So I'm on fire, man. That's good. That's good. I feel like I'm on fire. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We are held Uh, to a different standard, but as long as you're trying to lead people toward (laughs) Jesus Christ through the gospel, yeah, yeah, you're going to make mistakes. You can't be, nobody is perfect. They, there was one perfect person that walked the earth. They crucified him. Mm -hmm. But within that we have our salvation. So we don't have to, we will never attain 
perfection. Yeah. Never until we are no longer on this earth. Yeah. And mine wasn't to be a discouragement. That's not, that's what I was getting at. No, I I didn't take it that way. Okay. I just, I don't, I know I get fired up. So do you now listen, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna pretend (laughs) like Alan doesn't get fired up over there. He's not the voice of reason all the time. Not always. No, but the thing is, and, and you are absolutely right, dude. Like you're right. Like we have to, there's a way about it, right? There's a way with people. Each person is different. The way we would present the gospel or present, uh, godly things to somebody, you know, there's, it's just different. Uh, my neighbor, you know, my brother said this, you know, we talked about this. He said, he said, uh, have you ever thought about sharing the gospel with them? And I was at first, I was like, what the, are you serious? Like, like, what are you trying to do to me right now? And so my wife and I talked last night and she's like, have you ever thought about going over there and just, you know, talking to him about, and I said, I said, I said, yes, I've thought about it, but not right now. Like that. I know me, right? like I know me and I can't, me is not going to go over there. Me's not, that's not, it's going to be so bad. Right. And she was like, yeah, I thought about going over there and and taking them flowers. And I said, you know, your heart, your heart is where the behavior starts. Right. Sometimes our mind screws up that intention. Yeah. We can have the greatest of intention in our soul and our heart, but our mind is the thing that usually gets us in trouble right? uh, or keeps us on the right path. And for me, I think, uh, I think it's a, it's relatable to the fact that as, as much as we pursue God, as much as our intention, our heart and soul is to pursue God, it is so hard, uh, sometimes to let yourself get derailed, but to keep in mind, you might hear things that might not, they, you know, we, we do, we hear things all the time. We hear a comment or, or, or read something and we're like, oh man, you know, that really, that really gets in my crawl. Right. But you have to think overall, we're on earth. (laughs) We're here for a short time. We will be but of a vapor and our eternity will be in heaven. So our goals here have changed for us. They've changed for Alan and Bill before it was all about Alan and Bill. Uh, what we wanted, what we did, what felt good, what we, you know, it was, it was all about that. <laughs> all we about sprinkled, well, we sprinkled in sometimes, you know, yeah. if somebody was lucky that got our attention, it was because we wanted to give it to them. Right. Uh, it was, it was truly all about us. And that's not, listen, man, that's not, that's not a proud thing to say. That's a, that's a humbling thing to say. Yeah. Uh, but now things have changed. The goal has changed for us. We are so desperately attempting to share the things that got us from that spot to this one, to from where we were to where we're at now, still struggling with things, still, still having trials. Oh my gosh. I mean, it seems like sometimes it's days, uh, and I'll just, I'll just repeat what Alan said. You have to put the things of God in front of you. And if you want the single most important thing to put in front of you, I mean, I'm talking, you want to, you want to get the answer. You know, we said this in one of the first podcasts. I wish we had the answer. I wish we knew what made Christianity, you know, uh, easier to understand. Well, here it is the Bible. Yeah. Read your Bible, read your Bible. Don't just read it because you're doing a plan or whatever. Read it. So you understand it. Everything else, the books, Everything. I mean, I was running to write it's the a book. icing on the cake. It's well, the other stuff. It it is, 
if it's if these are truly filled with with the doctrine, but all those other books and stuff are still man's opinion. Well, sure, that's what so, I meant. It's just yeah. the other stuff. The cake yeah. is the the cake is the filling part. The icing is just the sweet that can sometimes you know cause a cavity. You have to. You have to, man, there's so much. And I think, well, I'll shelve that for another episode. You have to be careful what you put in front of you. I have, I I look at books all the time now that deal with Christianity and there's some I still haven't read yet because I'm really, I question whether I want to put it in front of me. Honestly, yeah. I really, I look at it and I'm like, man, this has been said that it's a great book, but it's a man saying a man's book is good. Right. When I know that there's a book I know is good. Absolutely. Without a man having to tell me. Yeah, that's, that's so important. You could spend 10 hours reading that book. Yeah. What if you spent that 10 hours in the Bible? That's what gets me, man. Exactly. Yeah. That's what, when I put stuff in front of me, I'm like, is this of God? Right. Like seriously, I, and I, I don't do that all the time. I told you the other day, I watch flying videos and right. I watch welding stuff. That's not, you know, well, some of it, some of it, they, you know, they're good Christian people, but some of it's not. Yeah. And I really struggle with that. I'm like, you know, I feel guilty in right. my Christian walk right. because I feel like I'm cheating God. I'm undervaluing what he should be evaluated as. Right. And I'm like, I'm watching this welding video and this dude just cursed. So hmm, I should probably turn that off. Right. right? Like you know, there's some things you should turn away from. Even in my, even at my worst, when my vocabulary was 90% profanity, yeah, I still never use the Lord's name in vain. Right, right. And people can curse around me. I don't hang out with them like all the time, but yeah. it happens occasionally. Yeah. But when they start using the Lord's name in vain, I have nothing to do with that person. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, you're done with that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I don't know where it's at. Yeah, but um, you know, you're talking about your neighbor and and all these things. But it says, you know, in the Bible that when you walk according to God's will, when you're when you're in His will and you're doing your best, yeah, He will make even your enemies to love you. I think is to say love. Oh, I have to find it, man. But anyway, I have people, to find it. People that don't like you will like you or they'll leave you alone. You just got to be in God's will. That's it. Uh, I think, is it in Matthew? It, it could be. Yeah. Let me see here. Because I just started reading um, the Bible through and I just, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I was in Matthew not long ago. Now this is, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Well, I have to find it. I and looked that up today only because of the situation. Right. Uh, my, cause, gosh, my wife, man, you know, it's, you can't, you could, but you shouldn't chastise somebody that's, that's really trying to build you up in your spiritual walk. She says to me yesterday, aren't we called to love our, our neighbors? I'm like, listen, it doesn't mean it like that. <laughs> not <laughs> that said, neighbor. Well, I said, yeah, I'm like, listen, I'm going to pick and choose here. That's not the one. <laughs> uh, it, that continued though. It says that you may be sons of your father in heaven for he makes his sunrise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do also. Therefore you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. You know, it's one of those things. It's like you, that, okay. that verse, those verses, you find it. I did. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I'll finish this thought real quick. That verse just says, 
you know, we're, we're all the same. Like we're all the same. Like I'm not better than my neighbor next door. I don't, I don't profess to be better than him. We're, we're not better than that. And just the same, just the same. We're, we're not worse than that. Like we're not, people think, you know, he's out there name calling me, telling me, you know, I'm this and that piece of whatever. And I'm like, we're, we're no different. We're no better. We're no worse. Yeah. In God's eyes, we are all created in his image. Right. You know, so yeah. Anyways. All right. Go ahead, man. Do your thing. All right. So actually it's in Proverbs 16, seven, and it's not exactly what I had said. Let me get there. It says when a man's ways, please the Lord. He maketh his enemies to be at peace with him. He's, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Why are you, why are you, why are you pointing all this stuff out about me today? Brother, you need it. <laughs> Listen, man. No, I'm just saying uh, we're, we're all going to have trouble, but there's there. And I told you this a while ago and I know you weren't wanting to hear. And I was like, man, there's, there's growth and struggles. Sometimes you got to go through things so God can point things out to you. I feel 10 feet tall. But you said it yourself though, you handle it differently now than you would have even a year ago. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. You know, you, you can see the growth. Yeah. So you got to use it for, for his good. You, you know, we say it all the time. I'm going to remind myself as I remind everybody else, if you are thinking of God, if you're thinking of scripture, if you're thinking of things in your life that are godly and Christ-like, you're not thinking of those other things that are wicked. Right. And that's so hard to do because the minute you fly into wickedness, it is so hard to unfly out of it, (laughs) to fly out of it and be like, okay, I shouldn't be there because we have that, we have that nature, man, that just, I don't know about anybody else, but sometimes when I start to get fired up, man, my engines, it's like that F 16 <laughs> on a carrier, you know, with the catapult thing. Right. And he fired and you watch his head. He's like, when I get fired up, I'm like, I'm like you, it's hard to stop me. Yeah. But then afterwards you're like, you're like, man, dude, like, why do I let myself get like that? Well, that's a choice. That is a choice. You have always said it. I've always echoed it. Emotions are a choice. We choose how we respond to something. Right. You know, we, we choose. And Sometimes our responses aren't the best, but I will say if, if you can recognize that and it's better than what it used to be because of what Christ is doing in you, you're on the right track. Absolutely. You're on the right track. You can't, you can't beat yourself up over that. You can't sit there and say, Oh my gosh, I'm such a failure. Yeah. We, we fall off the wagon. And I think that's a misconception that a a lot of churches, a lot of Christians instilling other people that they have to be a certain way and you yeah. have to look this way. Yeah. Oh no, you said a curse word. Oh, you know, you need to, you need to get baptized again or something. Yeah. You need to re up right. <laughs> right. Know, all kinds of silly things. It is funny. And I mean, we're all going to fail. Even the preacher that's behind the pulpit, been yeah. behind the pulpit yeah. for 50 years. Yeah. He has things that he's struggling with. He may not tell you. And there's some of them that are struggling with things on a huge scale yeah, right. and they're not going to say anything, but they're human. Yeah. Don't. You can't, you can't beat yourself up over it. All you can do, all you can do is strengthen your walk with the Lord, right? That's all you can do. You can just put him in front of you. 
And I know this sounds like the easy, like it's an easy fix. It's not easy. Right. It's not easy. Sometimes it takes a catastrophe for you to come to God. Right. And sometimes it doesn't take much at all. Absolutely. It doesn't matter how you got there and how you got here or where you're at. But as long as he's in front of you, you put your eyes on him and you're trying to bring honor to God, then, you know, that you you know, you're in the right spot. Absolutely. And you know what I'd like to do? And we probably need to cut this off, but yeah. one day soon, I would like to make a list of the things that helped us as far as yeah, that's a our good discipleship idea. thing. Yep. You know, the, the steps in within our, our first book of the discipleship, just like put them out there and give a little explanation. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, because there's some things salvation is like very, is the, the first thing you, you have to have that relationship with God, but you yeah. need to grow toward being sanctified and you, yep. it's a process. And there's just some things that would have been helpful to us. I think we should share that. Yeah. It's so not the maybe, answers to everything, but it yeah. is a good resource to right. look at and say, yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea. And think about that. Yeah. Or, you know, and, and we've, we've because, never. Well, actually what, what brought it up is you and I talked earlier about when you first received your salvation, you, you were grasping at all this, all these things and so you were looking much, here man. and there and, yeah. and you were and trying people to. people were like, don't listen to that guy. Go listen to this one. Don't yeah. listen to that. Why are you listening right. to that guy? Yeah. And I want to encourage people. There's something that I'd written down on the way over here. I want to, um encourage people to read your Bible all the way through, yeah. do it in six, take a year to read it all the way through, but take as much it, time as it needs, but dedicate yeah. time to doing it. Absolutely. Cause yeah. you can read it an hour a day in, in like 90 days. Oh yeah. I mean, so, but I would say but anyway, do it, do it in the time frame that you're sacrificing something to read your Bible. Just be consistent. But yeah. I'm just encouraging people to read their Bible all yeah. the way through yeah. one time, because yeah. I'm going to tell you, I honestly, I would imagine there's only a small percentage of preachers in this world that read their Bible all the way through every year. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. So, I mean, not that you want to be better than your preacher, but you, you, that's one way to increase your knowledge. Yeah. And, um, just be serious, be diligent, be consistent and, you know, be one of the few. Yeah. <laughs> because stand out very, exactly. It's to separate yourself. Yep. This is what we we're talking about yesterday. Yeah. You know, we were talking about, you know, you need to separate yourself from the world, but you also need to separate yourself from the average Christian. I agree. Be, yeah. There's no, there, yeah, there's no, you know, uh, separate your, uh, separate yourself from unbelievers is a different scripture. Uh, but you should stand out in the sense that when somebody and I, gosh, I hate, I hate myself sometimes when I don't behave the way that I say on here that we should behave because then I'm right. You're then a hypocrite. I, well, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but what I won't do is lie about it and try to deceive anybody. About exactly. It. Yeah. I will tell you exactly how much of a failure I am. Yeah. Like I don't hold back from that, but what, what, what I will say to what you, what you're saying is you have to stand out in that as a Christian, you should stand out in your Christianity, your faith, your, your belief, right? You should stand out in that your friend should know, uh, he or she is the Christian among us. Like, wow. uh, I had a guy at work who I still admire to this day, even though we don't talk very much, he was the, the, the 
Christian, the, if, I mean, if there's, I couldn't even, there's no bigger word I could use. He was that guy at work. He was right. that guy yeah. and he, and I'm sure he still is, but he was that guy at work, man. And yeah. he, if it, man, he was a godly person. He still is. I shouldn't say he, he was, but at work, when I worked there, he was that guy, he stood out mm-hmm. and, and, and that cost, it cost him. Right. You know, it says we'll be persecuted. Absolutely. That doesn't mean we're not going to, it doesn't mean we're going to die. It could mean we're going to die, Yeah, but it means that you'll be persecuted. So you have to stand out at all costs. It is your kingdom. It is your kingdom. You should own it. You should personalize it and you should stand out for the cause of it. Absolutely. I had one more thing to say. All right. Don't get me fired up anymore, man. I'm, I'm going to I'm a, I'm a need to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, something else I would encourage people to do is find you someone. Yeah. Find yeah. another person yeah. Yeah. that wants to have that deeper relationship yeah. and grow in the Lord together. Agreed. Agreed. Because I cannot tell you how many times I've been like, uh, you know, I just can't see it or I'll fall and I'll be like, I just, you know, I'm not really feeling that I'm where I need to be and Bill will lift me up. Yeah. Vice versa. Vice versa. Yeah. 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 And it's so important. Don't, don't do it by, you can do it by yourself and you will find the closer you draw to God, the less you will want to be around other people. You will, you will be more reclusive, I guess. Yeah. You, because right. you want to spend time yeah. in the word and praying well, and things. And I'll say this, that's selfish. It is. But I mean, it's I, very important to have someone because iron sharpens iron. You'll help people. You'll, you'll grow each other. Yeah. You'll be there for each other. I'm not, each other. I'm not the epitome of health, but there was a time when I was healthy and we used to run at work. And I remember one time I was feeling pretty confident about my run and I started to run and I, I was, wasn't running with the group. And, uh, my buddy yelled at me. He was like, Hey, like, what's the deal, man? Like even one person away from the group doesn't make the group strong. Like that one person on their own, even though they're right. very competent, doesn't help encourage the rest right. of the group. And I always, I didn't think about that in any other way other than the, the, the team effort, but Christians, no matter, no matter your walk, your level, your, uh, where you're at, the encouragement comes from that other person. Yeah. It comes from them. And, and, and sometimes you, that other person just might need that other person in their life. Absolutely. Uh, but I really believe that you, and I echo this with Alan, you should have somebody in your life, even if they're not strengthening you, they should be next to you walking mm-hmm. with you. Cause even, even the disciples were sent out two it'll, by two to make you level up. Yeah. Level up. There it is. There's the word Definitely. of the week, man. Absolutely. That is the word of the All week right. because here's the thing. There are so many churches that are lukewarm. Yeah. And you don't have to join in that. No. You can, you can, you, yeah, can, you can stand be, out. You can stand out from that. <laughs> we were those two guys. Yeah. We were so, asking the hard questions. We were pressing people. We were, we were trying to encourage and desire more information. And, and we were those folks, man. And I, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, get what you're looking for, especially if, if it's of God. Absolutely. Get what you're looking for. All right. You ready, man? I am. All you right. guys have a great day. Enjoy your day. Thanks for listening to us and have a blessed day. Bye. So that's it for this episode. We're glad you listened and hope you'll come back. Visit www.graceworkswithanx.net to listen to past episodes, read our daily devotions, or provide feedback. 
If you'd like to be a guest on our show, send us a message through Instagram, Facebook, or our website. And if these episodes have been an encouragement to you in any way, please share them. Have a blessed day.